I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Brace yourselves for a noble horror because the call of Cthulhu Mystery Program has returned. Yes. Nerdy Show's beloved RPG audio drama of black comedy and Lovecraftian horror is back with an all-new series, a chilling tale called The Terrible Secret of Lot X. Head to CthulhuMystery.com or find the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program wherever you procure fine podcasts. Succumb to the maddening call of Cthulhu. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Epic Piecast, episode 67, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. My name is Nelson Lugo. Hi, my name is Schaefer the Dark Lord. And we are finally back. I can't even believe it. We, <laughs> this podcast that refuses to die has once again risen from the grave. It's worm-eaten maggoty hands bursting forth through the dirt to bring you one more episode <laughs> from the depths of hell. I love any time we do an episode and in the first two minutes you use the adjective maggoty. And that's, I guess that's, that's where we are. Isn't there like some superhero or supervillain who like, uh, like Ra's al Ghul, sure. right? So sure, sure, sure. every time Ra's al Ghul dies... Yeah. Uh, he gets he gets resurrected. He gets resurrected, but he's yes. a little more damaged every time he comes <laughs> he's back. A little right? more damaged, he's a little every, more insane. Yes, and that that's the epic podcast. That's the epic podcast. Yeah, I, I think you've hit the perfect analogy. The the Raza Ghoul of internet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ta da! We're immortal, but falling to pieces. I feel like I, well, we. Yeah, I'll do the explanation sure, because sure, I sure, sure. better understood it. Uh, I feel like we owe the audience an explanation of why we were gone. Not one, but two yeah. consecutive months. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it wasn't our fault. And that's it. That's our explanation. This has been the Epic Pie Cast, Yay, episode 67. We did it. We cranked out a maggoty episode. <laughs> well, I mean, some of it had to do with the fact that the timing 
was just horrible sure. schedule wise. We, and we, we, had, we that had some we're technical no, difficulties. Yeah, we're no stranger to having like schedule lives. Problems. We are strangers to having lives. We yes. are not strangers to having scheduling problems. That's, yes, yes, that's yes, yes. never stopped happening. For no, us. no, no. Of course we not. did have a huge technical problem. See, back in February. And back now, in February. I feel like now what? I'm explaining to the teacher why my homework is late. <laughs> But this is legit. <laughs> right. Back in February, or actually, no, it was, it was, it was early March because we did uh, turn in an episode for February. Yeah. In early March, I updated my operating system on my home Computron <laughs> to the... Right. You're, 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 you built this PC, right? I, it's, it is a Mac and I did not build it. Oh, okay. But anyway, I did update my operating system to yes. the newest version, which is... Mojave. Mojave. Um, because I have historically been a person who shies away from software updates yeah. um, until my Notoriously machine is irrelevant. So. Yeah. And uh, I was like, this is going to be different. I've got this computer. I'm going to treat it well. I'm going to get this new operating system. Yeah, yeah. You got a brand new uh, yeah. Apple and it looks pretty and shiny. The, the, I forgot that there was a, the reason why I don't update my operating system. Uh, it comes from from um, experience. There's oh, a reason why yeah. I don't do it. And it's yeah, because yeah, yeah. several years ago when I was working on my record sick passenger in the middle of the, of the project, I updated my operating system. And when I did avid, the company that creates pro tools, which is the software that we use to record this uh-huh. program, they had not released an update that was compatible with the new version of the operating system. Oh, that's system. right. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. So I had to just drag my feet in the middle of that project and wait for avid to catch up a couple months later. And I did it again because six years passed and I forgot that experience entirely and thought, oh my gosh, look at this beautiful new operating system. Everything is so slick. That's great. Well, now that everything is working perfectly, I might as well start doing some Pro Tools recording. Wait, what? And I essentially bricked Pro Tools. <laughs> and all I could do was wait yeah. for Avid to catch up and release an update. And they yeah. finally released an update just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So that's why we were gone for two months. We actually could not record. We could not record, right? No. We did not have the capacity to do it. Right. Or at least do it well. We could have cranked one out, but it would have been slapdash at best. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of what we do anyway. Kind of what but we, we do, do anyway. it with professional we do it with we what we lack in know-how we more than make up in just unbridled stupidity in our yeah (laughs) that's right but we have a a completely updated digital audio workstation yay and now we're recording on the new computer right so now we've got that fixed Uh uh-huh um but we don't really have any content (laughs) It's everything's recording nicely, but yes. we didn't yes, bring yes, in a yes. guest. No guest. We don't have a strategy. No strategy. It's still the same <laughs> show that you have come to hold very, very low expectations for. <laughs> it's just now compatible with the latest yes. version of Apple's operating system. Yes, so. that same medicinal uh, licorice tasting cough syrup yep. you've come to hate yep. in a brand new bottle. That's right. That's yeah. exa- that's what we did. We just we just. And folks, what you just experienced uh, was Shaver's brand new computer and operating system crashing. Like, how did it know that we were talking about that? (laughs) We were literally just saying, oh, yes, everything's fixed. Everything's wonderful. Things are going to be great from here on out. (laughs) Things are really looking up for old Gil. And the computer just crashed. Amazing. So uh, we're both crossing our fingers to make sure that nothing else happens. It's going to. It's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. now that my computer's totally fixed and we've covered that issue, <laughs> now that you know that we're back to create reliable content. I'm, uh, uh, I'm scared to talk about other content because what if, what if uh, like, my life decides to crash? Now? Oh, that would be terrific, wouldn't it? If my computer had a, a ghost inside of it that would actually ruin your life as you start catching us up with what yes. you've been doing. But That's, that reminds me, uh-huh. what have you been doing for two months? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I haven't I haven't been performing as much lately because I've just been doing a lot of like uh, personal project stuff um, and mostly uh, wedding planning. Right, wedding planning. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of things that need to happen, and we're checking things off the list. Um, but we're I think we're we're good. I don't think we're running behind on anything. So that's great. Yeah, we have the venue. The venue's locked in. I so I I don't uh, remember mm. where we were at when we first like the I think the only time we've talked about yeah. this was in February. Yeah. And um, I don't know that there was a date yet. I think there was just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think yeah. we just knew that you were engaged. And I don't think now that like two months have passed, obviously, yeah. now it's everything starts amping up and you have to start making hard decisions. Yeah. Uh, when you, when is your wedding date? Do you want to do you want to make that public? Yeah, I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's October fourteenth. That's crazy. Yeah, it's Labor Day. No, not Labor. Day. No, Columbus Day. It's Columbus Day. Yeah, which is great because we wanted it. We wanted it as many people as possible to be, as possible to be able to come mm-hmm. but we also wanted to not spend a bajillion dollars um so having an event on a monday and a brunch event on a monday is the most cost effective way to do like an event like this yeah. basically so we're getting the most bang for our buck by doing it like on a monday but and- doing it on a day when a lot of people would be available because right. of the holiday weekend exactly exactly that's terrific yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now that you're, let's see. So if it's now May, uh, we're like 150 days away from. <laughs> you know how many days? I was going to go with months. No, no, yeah, we're like 150 days away from from the date. Wow. Uh, yeah, which is, I mean, we other. It was either we do it really soon, or we wait a whole nother year. Yeah. Basically, um, because like, because then if then there's holidays and then there's lots of. Um, my fiance has a lot of, uh, people who observe, uh, Jewish holidays. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard trying to find, strike the balance between, um, finding a date that would work for us financially versus finding a date where everybody is available. Got it. So this meets, it isn't perfect, but it meets <clears throat> a lot of the requirements that we had sort of set out. Yeah. Yeah. Is it indoors? Yeah, it's okay, gonna be. It's good. gonna be indoors. It, we we have a venue, uh, and it is booked. And uh, we're currently working with the the owner and GM to sort of hash out a lot of the details. Um, Lisa has tried on a bajillion wedding dresses, but she, she did at one point say yes. And so that uh, to, to what to your proposal to the dress. Oh, she said yes to the dress. I was yes. going to say, okay, hopefully she did say yes to the proposal. <laughs> no, no, she said she said yes to a dress. Have you been watching the show? Say yes to the dress. No, I didn't even know that show existed before oh. Lisa told me there was a show about people trying on wedding dresses. Oh, okay, um, it's just weird to hear you use a phrase quoting. A- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, reality series about weddings. Exactly. <laughs> I just didn't know how deep you'd gone. No, no, no. Okay. I think I watched one episode with her because she's like, wait a minute. You just told me you hadn't heard of it. Right, because she, she told me about it. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Okay. So she told me about this show called Say Yes to the Dress. I'd never heard about it before. We we watched an episode. and I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. I get what this is. Yeah. And then that's it. It's no easy selection process. No, 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 not at all. Uh, and, and, you know, Lisa is... 
has very specific um, needs and tastes, and it just took a while to find something that she was uh, happy with. And ultimately, she did find something that she was happy with, and it's being created as we speak. Um, What else? Uh, I bought a billion suit swatches to sort of look over and... Because you're getting a custom-made suit. I'm getting, yeah. Well, I have it now. So um, I I was going to go, there's an online suit shop called studiosuits.com that I was eyeballing at first. Um, But then, because they're affordable and they're made to order. Mm -hmm. uh, But then I started reading reviews online and there's no middling reviews. There's like reviews that either really hate it or or reviews that really love it. And that just made me uncomfortable because if because at the end of the day if for whatever reason i need this altered or tailored like i want i don't want it like i don't want to have to do anything once i get it yeah like i want to i want to be measured i want it sent to me and then that's it and so we decided to go with some place local who um i got a billion measurements i got to pick out uh the fabrics and the buttons and the pockets and i got to pick out everything uh for the suit and it only cost a little bit more than i was going to spend anyway oh and uh and it was sent and i already own it now so i own it now it's in my closet and it fits and it fits perfectly wait so months ago you showed me these swatches of fabric yeah. is that from the online place or was that that was from place? the online place okay. yes 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 and so we ended up going to this place in upper east side uh they had a website so we got to look at a lot of the stuff that they have um I, either in season or perennial or all season long mm-hmm. and so we went in just to see what fabrics they had and um, it was a it was a <laughs> it was a much easier experience than say Lisa's was. So we, um, yeah, we went in, we picked the fabric, I got measured, and I left, and that was it. Two great. weeks later, I got a suit. Boom. Yeah, it, done. A, yeah, it, I could I couldn't possibly be happier. It's a it's a you know custom made, fits like a glove. It has every has all the colors and all the things that I was sort of hoping to get. How many pieces? Three. Yeah, of course you're a Three vest pieces. guy. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, my question about this is how. How traditional are y'all being about the about um, uh, wedding superstitions and whatnot? What in other mean? words, you didn't see any of these dresses along the way. Is that, is that correct? Or do you know? Do you know the one that she settled on? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, I wasn't there when she tried any of them on. Um, mostly because I don't think they allow men in a lot of these places. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I might be misremembering. But anyway, I didn't go. Um she did show me a lot of pictures online about dresses that she was leaning towards. Mm-hmm. Um, dresses uh, showed me pictures of, of dresses that she had tried on, but didn't, but ultimately said no to for, for various reasons. Okay. So you're aware of some of the design elements that she was yeah. looking for in a dress and you yeah, know, yeah. some of the things that got reject, rejected. Yeah. But you had, you did she then show you a picture of the one that she settled on? Well, yes, she, uh, the, the dress that she settled on, only exists in picture form in like two places. Huh. Uh, uh, pictures that she took of some detail of the dress. So it's not even a blow. You don't get this. Like she took a picture where it's not the entire dress, just a lot of the, the hemming detail. Sure. And there was a picture of someone on Instagram who has the same dress as well. And so I saw it that way, but I didn't see her in it. Um, I still don't really have a good idea of, uh, how it's going to be Mm -hmm. but um so not wholly traditional but not not traditional either if you haven't seen the whole design and you haven't seen her yeah then i would say that that qualifies as uh traditional to the answer to my question you are being traditional and and maintaining that that particular 
old chestnut that the, that, <laughs> that the husband shall not see the bride in the dress until before the, the before the wedding day. Before yeah. the wedding, yeah. Um, well, we are. I mean, I am going to see her before the ceremony because we're going to do first look photos at the hotel. Um, but, oh, know. yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. So now you're bucking tradition slightly. Well, only because we the 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 venue that we have we only have four. The actual ceremony part for four hours, and mm-hmm. it starts. It starts at noon. It's a brunch event uh, because we fucking love brunch, and yeah. we figure we want the rest of the day to sort of do stuff as well, um, like a like a like an after party or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could only get into the space at ten thirty, which means we don't have a whole lot of time for first looks or or fa- uh, photos with the family and we don't want to interrupt the celebration to take a whole lot of photos you know like the obligatory sort of like photo with the mom photo with the dad photo with the sitting like you know what i mean so here's what we're going to do we're going to do a lot of like get ready photos mm-hmm. and then a first look at the hotel mm-hmm. and then getting to the ho- getting to the venue which is only a few blocks away so we'll probably just end up walking um so that'll be kind of fun to shoot us you know going through new york street, city streets then we'll do when we get there. We'll do photos with family members at ten thirty. You know, so mom, dad, brother, sister, all of that. You'll sure. be there. Um, well, probably. You'll be there. I'll probably be there. Uh, and then, basically, stash her away. You know, close to like eleven thirty, so that we can start the ceremony at twelve o'clock sharp. Oh. And then from that point on, it's you know ceremony, and then food, and games, and dancing, and cake and all that other good stuff. Go on with this games? <laughs> Are there going to be games at this wedding? We're 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 seriously thinking of doing like a round of trivia. Oh. Yeah. With <laughs> with a uh with like a like a gift card as a prize for some for something like a maybe like an amazon.com gift card as a prize. Uh and you know, we're like maybe like a round of trivia that's Nelson and Lisa specific and then like a round of trivia about weddings in general and then maybe like a third round which is like a music round basically okay you know here here are some songs that talk about weddings or getting married who wrote them or blah 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 blah. you know am I going to be exempt from winning this because I'm a member of the wedding party no the only the only people exempt from winning this are Lisa no yeah (laughs) you start chiming in it's everybody's gonna cry foul exactly uh this is great this this just really solidifies my pre-existing decision that uh-huh. uh, i'm going to make a field report for the podcast <laughs> at your wedding and uh, i'm definitely going to need to capture some audio of me winning this trivia contest yes 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 so, absolutely um we are going to do an unplugged ceremony okay uh, which means no one's uh, no cameras no phones uh during the actual ceremony part oh yeah i noticed that you didn't say anything about uh audio recording devices you can do audio recording devices yes wow yeah is she gonna hear this episode uh yes okay just making sure Well, basically what we wanted to do is we didn't want people sort of like looking at their phones or being worried about capturing the right moment because we hired a a photographer and he's a very very good photographer who's also very expensive and the last thing that we want is him trying to capture the moment with a shit ton of fucking phones in the way yeah so we, we, and so the ceremony is actually going to be really short. It's going to be like maybe 20 minutes okay. if that. Um, so it's going to be an unplugged ceremony, but immediately before or immediately after 
we have a hashtag, you know, like fucking just go fucking nuts. Yeah. We, you know, um, that's excellent. And uh, this is from me to both of you, <laughs> a round of applause for doing that. I have been, that was Lisa's idea. I can't really take credit for then that. Then I'm going to call her and tell her how brilliant that was. <laughs> I, 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 in the in the past year, I've yeah. attended a number of, yeah. of showbiz events. No, and, I know. And yeah. I see... I don't get invited to those. I see... Oh, we'll come back. <laughs> I see... <laughs> I see people taking shitty photos yeah. with their phones, holding them yeah. up. This, is, this rant is going to be just one of the most old man rants. Go for it. Go for it. Everybody's holding up their phones. They want to get this like magical picture. Yeah, yeah. And I can see their screens and see that like you are taking a shitty picture. Yeah. You are a distance away. You're zoomed in. That yeah. always looks terrific on right. your iPhone. <laughs> and you are, you are not absorbing this moment because yeah. you're too busy taking these pictures. When you know that within 24 hours, yeah. this event's professional photographers yeah. <laughs> will have galleries of photographs capturing this event online that are going to look so much better than these shitty pixely zoomed in pictures on your phone when you could just put it away and live in the moment and just absorb all of the everything that your senses get from being there and not holding your thing up in front of my face where I'm just trying to like yeah no and that was that was uh, Lisa's thoughts exactly She, she, she really wanted well first of all she's not a big phone person like she's not like she, she Good. just, she just uh, created an Instagram account for her like this year. Yeah, you know what I mean. So she's not a social networking person. She's not someone who's on her phone very often. I respect that um, so much. <laughs> and so, like getting married to me, who's like always on their phone, was a big adjustment for her. So this was a thing that we both that she brought up and that became very important to me as well. It's so. it's genius and yeah. I I yeah. would like to see that be a trend uh, in the future. Well, that and also like we don't have a it's whole lot of It's almost like they're subtly saying like, "Oh, I see you hired a wedding photographer. Well, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> because my Instagram story picture is going to be way better than this professional that you paid hundreds of dollars for. Jackasses. Jackasses. If I didn't have an act to promote, I would I would have a com- Fully abandon social media. At this you know point. what? Me too. I barely too. use it. I say it. I say that literally all the time. If I didn't have a particular brand I need to promote, yeah, then I would not even be. Maybe Instagram because I happen to really like that platform, but like, I wouldn't have anything else. Yeah, I. I it, no. it would at this point, like, it would basically be. It would be practically be career suicide to not maintain a presence on social media. Some presence, yeah. Some. Some kind of updates, because that's where your fans are going to find your stuff. But if I didn't have to do that, I would be done. I go on and, like, I don't want to start fights. I don't want to engage in other people's (laughs) fights. I don't want to write jokes. I don't want to do anything. I want to do the bare minimum, which is, like... Here's a picture of me doing a thing. Now come see me do a thing. And then I run away from <laughs> social media as quickly as I can. That's you know, the most work I do. I do on yeah. social media is I still pop in there every couple of months to, you know, I've got like a little checklist of people that I need to uh, get out of my life. And that keeps that list keeps never ending with its <laughs> updates. So I'm like, oh, this asshole's still around. Well, I better get rid of her. Better get rid of him. Yeah. Um, please. Yeah. Please come see me do rap songs. Yeah. I and hear you. It. Yeah. I've, um, let's see what else yeah we only have four hours in the venue right so it has to be we have to pack what is normally like an eight hour event into four hours sure you know so we have the ceremony we have the meal we you know we'll have toasts we'll have some games you know we'll have you know some dancing time um, and then we're just gonna have a veritable fucking cornucopia of desserts uh, 
Ooh. just like a table full of sweet treats that you could like no one's gonna leave there like unstuffed good yeah i want my clothes to fit poorly when i <laughs> and they will it's all all of my favorite foods are going to be there: brunch and desserts yeah. yeah yeah yeah. i feel like all of the rest of the foods and i mean all of them <laughs> are really just inconveniences between desserts and brunches that's those <laughs> oh my god that's our thoughts exactly <laughs> i just want i just want eggs and pastries yeah and then everything else is like uh, all right i'll eat your steak i'll come to your cookout whatever <laughs> This is like a cookout weekend. Yeah. I can smell cookout as we're recording. And I'm like, still, I would much rather have a pastry. Yeah. Like pastries are a big, big deal for us. Something flaky with some sort of creamy something in the middle. That well, would be Lisa delightful. has a very, like, she has like the four, the four pillars of desserts. Kind of like the four food groups. They're the four pillars of, of desserts. Okay. Like there's something chocolate forward. Okay. Something fruit forward. What the, what the, what the fuck is this forward? Well, like a fruit tart. Okay. You know what I mean? Versus like... You're you're using all this industry language. I don't really understand. I didn't bring... First of all, take it up with Lisa. These are her pillars, not mine. I'm not... I don't have any issue with these pillars. It's just this language. I'm not familiar with... I would say like a chocolate-based dessert. But that's because I'm not that close to the dessert industry. Right. Well, she's a baker, so that's how she talks. Right. So chocolate, fruit... um, Oh, crap. She's going to... She's going to... Oh, my gosh. She's totally going to kill me. There's two more. Um, Cinnamon. Okay. Cinnamon. So like the warm spices, cinnamon, cardamom, that kind of thing. And there's a third one. Is it cream? No, no, no. no. Can it be? For you, sure. It can be you. Is it sprinkles? (laughs) Is sprinkles part of a flavor profile? (laughs) You know what? There's no way. There's no wrong way to do this. You do you. There is no flavor in sprinkles. (laughs) They're just, that's, they're just, that's just texture and visual. Yeah, so a lot of like wedding planning, like we, I think we finally are narrowing down on centerpieces for the tables. Um, we've sort of decided to have a memorial table for people that we've lost. Um, we're uh, the photographer is bringing like a photo booth set up. Oh, cool! So you know we don't need to worry about that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we've we've got we've got a long long checklist of things to do, but we're. We're chugging along. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you, it sounds like you're in pretty good shape considering you're only 150 days away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Where we, we got the website, uh, I think, sort of finalized. We have to fine tune it. The registry has to be fine tuned a bit. But Is the website, uh, it's not up then? It is up, but it's like, it's, it's like not, you need the holder. link. Oh, okay. You need the actual website link to get to it. I see. Yeah. Um, will there be any uh, performance animals? performance animals yeah is there like is there like a like a halftime show where like a dog like a monkey rides a uh, dog well and they do like a choreograph no lisa does not subscribe to animals doing anything but being cared for and uh eating treats then that's the right answer <laughs> <laughs> uh, i took her to the to the circus and she she has a, lots of sort of problematic feelings about zoos and circuses i'll bet they're yeah. they're fucked up yeah animal and, enslavement for the entertainment of humans is yes. pretty fucked up um but i i can but the circus is also very very important to me you know, yeah so you know i took her to see the big apple circus and mm-hmm. i and i had to very much point out to her how all of the animals in that circus are rescue animals mm-hmm. or like the personal sort of the in the personal care of the trainer on her farm you know what i mean yeah. like they're not bred to be show performers they're not you know these are animals who 
are trained and you know the money she makes from her job as as an animal act uh, goes right back into the care. Is that the same animal trainer who was in the show when you were a part of it? Yeah. Where she has like an animal gets on the back of an animal and then another animal gets on the back of that animal. Yes. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Well, I find it like it's, it's, I I see that there would be a conflict there that like Lisa has mm -hmm. an issue with watching animal acts and where you, you, the circus is very important to you. I've, it seems like, that those two things aren't in conflict with one another because in all of the time that you were working at Big Apple Circus and were absolutely enamored with the culture mm-hmm. of the circus, yeah. I don't feel like I ever heard you say a word about animal acts. Like, it seems like the animal acts are low on the selling points of the circus for you. For me, yes. yes. I didn't know that there were animal acts in it until <laughs> I went to see the show with you in it. I mean, I, I obviously knew there was going to be trapeze acts yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and clowns yeah. and yeah. stuff, but... Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't ever really imagine you being one that was going to be taken with the magic of the of the animals at the circus well, because think, you're not really an animal guy. Well, that's not. I've learned that that's not entirely true. Oh, well, I, I I am an animal guy, but because of my all of my my allergies and my my medical sort of condition, I've had to sort of harden my heart against the idea of ever having like a pet because it would kill me. I I believe I have I could probably go through the archives and find quotes where you say I fucking hate animals because they want to kill me. <laughs> that yes. that to a pedestrian like myself. Yes. That reads as anti-animal. <laughs> I understood. I've always understood where it came from because right. you are incredibly allergic to animals. Well, but in hindsight, I was probably far more hyperbolic than I should have been. Uh, oh my God, that's the title of your memoir. In hindsight, I was far more hyperbolic than I should have been. The Nelson Lugo story. I, d- dibs. I'm calling dibs on it because I'm going to ghostwrite your memoir. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I big. I guess because I never knew the trainers. Like when I when I was working for the Big Apple Circus, I got to know uh, the trainer. And not only is she just a fantastic human being, she's just a fantastic uh, animal trainer. All of the dogs in her acts are rescue dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the farm animals like the goats and the 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 Shetland ponies are also rescues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think ethically I have no problem with that. Right. Like if they were bred to be show, like, you know, like if they came from like a circus farm where they're just, yeah, where they're just creating life for the sake of yeah. the circus. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. I mean, you know, to be fair, my fiance still has her thoughts on it are still complicated, mm-hmm. you know, and she understands my point of view, but she still has a very strong point of view about it. And um, I think she went to go see it because she loved me very much and trusts me very much. And mm-hmm. I think if you ask her, she said she had a really good time and she thought the act was great. But I think if you asked her her overall opinion, she would still say animals should not be performing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I respect, but I think she's wrong. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. It's okay. Okay. Well, she, she totally listens to the show. By um, but there's, you know, there's also new news on the whole allergy health front as well. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, I got, I got a little 
I got a little sneak preview of this uh, yeah. before before we started recording. And well, a lot's I about, happened since February. Sure has. <laughs> I, I about lost my mind because I heard a series of words that I never, ever imagined I would hear come from yeah. the historically hyperbolic Nelson Lugo. Yeah. Uh, so your your feelings on animals, they've softened a little bit, perhaps. Well, maybe soften is not the right word. I've allowed them to blossom. I've, I've allowed... Jesus Christ. I've, I've that, allowed is, to... that is euphemism for softened. <laughs> you jackass. Uh, I've allowed myself to feel in ways that I've never allowed myself to feel before. Okay. Basically. Wow. Is that from the rom-com script you're working yes, on? Yes, that's the... That's, that's a, the... Is that going to be in the? That's going to be in the trailer. It's going. Oh, build, absolutely! Yeah. It's going to be in the rain. Yeah, yeah. The lead character is. Gonna yeah, be... I'm. I'm adding it to my vows. I'm out, I mean, oh, uh, good God. <laughs> uh, let's tell us. Tell me about how your perspective about animals, well, specifically those kept as pets, has <laughs> not softened. It um, has been up, updated with new. Well, there's a there's a it's a it's a long long story, but the the, the short answer is is that I am now on a med- medication regimen. That I've never been on before that is really working. Um, and I now have a new, uh, I have a pulmonologist, uh, a lung specialist, and I now have an allergist. Okay. And between the two of them, um, I am decreasing my need for hospital visits and rescue inhalers. And even um, I am not as winded just living my life anymore. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't ever feel the need to grab my rescue inhaler, and I haven't actually used my rescue inhaler in quite some time. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, okay, so I didn't realize it. Yeah. Until now, that there was, uh, that you were also that that you were getting some kind of treatment to, I don't know, address your severe asthma. I thought. It oh was, yeah. I thought it was only you were only seeing somebody about your dangerous pet allergies. No, 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 no. Well, that I mean, basically, the I have allergy triggered asthma. Yeah. Basically. That's why, yeah. For many years, you were in the hospital, yeah, like once a week, basically, yeah. Uh, so my pulmonologist got me stable, mm-hmm. and now my allergist is starting a treatment of monthly shots that will absolutely remove my need for inhalants or pills altogether. Wow. So basically, I get one shot a month. Uh, for the first three months and then a shot every two months and then that's it. What happened? When you get the shot, do you get sick? No, I'm, I've gotten the shot and I've felt zero side effects. What do they get? Do you get it in the tear duct? Where do they give it to you? Is it in the arm or is it in someplace cool? Like it's, it's under in the, your tongue? <laughs> no, no, it's in the back of the arm. The fattier part uh, of, of the arm. Could you have said, you could have said it was Put in, in the, the butt. Duct. No, I don't want it in the butt. And the give tear me. duct is a... Is, freaking savage who who gets shot to the fucking tear duct i don't know bad guys in superman movies okay i don't think that that ever happened that's not that's not a thing that happened but that would be a really cool thing to put in a villain's origin story get to get a bunch of allergy that's going in that's going in my rom-com script wow this that this movie's gonna be really unwatchable (laughs) so now you so the result of this is if everything goes according to plan and there are no sort of major issues with the new medication and I respond to it well, by this time next year, I might be a dog owner. Holy effing S. Because Lisa is, she loves me. She loves dogs more. She would never, (laughs) 
She would never say that publicly. And even if you held a gun to her head, she would still say she loves me more. But deep down in her heart, she loves dogs more. Yeah, I've you know. I, I one of the first things I knew about yeah. Lisa yeah. was that she loved dogs. Yeah. <clears throat> it's one of her like defining life qualities. She loves dogs and boy does she want one. Yeah. And now she is Well, she 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 had made her peace with not having a dog because being with me means at least before all of this meant you could never have a dog. Yeah. Um because you could, I could because die. a dog could end up sending her her partner to the hospital. Right. Or yeah. or she becomes a, a very young widow. Right. Uh, basically. With a dog. With a dog. <laughs> I which mean, I guess that's not that bad. There's a consolation yeah. prize at the end. You still have a you dog. You still have a dog. That's God. not bad, actually, now that I think about it. Um, but, you know, I, I it, it always made me feel horrible that she had to give something up in order to be with me. Mm-hmm. And if this is a thing that I can do for her, then like a shot every couple of months is a small price to pay Sure, for her sort of overall happiness, basically. And there's a way that she smiles and there's a glint in her eye that I don't see when she's not talking about dogs. She doesn't smile at me the way she smiles when she's talking about a dog. Well, that's... No, no, no. I want to... I also like... I have made my peace with this. Okay. Like I am, I wholly hardly embrace it. I encourage it. Um, you know, I, I know where in the hierarchy I am and I am absolutely fine with that. Uh, cause I still think I'm getting the better end of the deal here. Sure. So, you know, um, but you know, all, all signs are pointing towards this being a very real possibility. So well, that's, that is, Amazing. Yeah. I never thought I, I would see the day. Neither, neither did I. Where Nelson Lugo had a mammal for a pet. <laughs> and now, though it's it's a ways off, knowing that that, that is within the realm of possibility, yeah. within my lifetime, yeah. as, as uh, I, I feel like I owe somebody some money for some bets that we made years ago. And I was like, if I know anything about Nelson Lugo, he will never cohabitate with a dog. And I would like to put $1,000 on that right now. Uh, here in a year, I'm going to probably be out of grand. Also, what are the circumstances in which I would be placing that bet and with whom? That's Probably with me. That's that's another story. I would never be making a bet with you because then you could go and get shots and win $1,000. I know. You yeah. don't understand gambling at all. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, a lot has happened in the health front, in the marriage front. Um, you know, lots of, lots of good stuff is happening with the solo show. It's just a lot of like... What's happening with the solo show? Um, well, basically, I'm sort of getting ready to start shopping it, pitching it to colleges. Okay. Um, so I'm basically spending a lot of time like getting my press kit together, creating a dedicated website for it. Um, like just putting together all of the materials that I need, doing research on colleges, like who to contact, who to send emails to, who to call. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon I'm going to start just, you know, doing the grunt work of having to sell this show basically. Um, and so hopefully by, again, by this time next year, I would have lined up a lot of like, you know, weekend hops to colleges. Nice. Basically. Um, but yeah. You're I not mean, looking to string these together and it's like a tour. You're thinking of just doing like kind of Well, I mean, I think, I think eventually that's the, the goal. Uh-huh. Um, but for right now, like go, doing, doing a weekend here, a weekend there is, is safer. Okay. You know, um, and 
based on the success or failure of that, well, I'll figure out what the next step is. That's a much better way to go about it at yeah. first. Because stringing together a bunch of tour dates means almost every time that you are going to have a handful of just stinker shows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, but, yeah. but peppered with a bunch of great shows and then all these like filler garbage in between. Those can <laughs> can be either anywhere on a scale from inconvenient to sure. utterly demoralizing. So Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, that the problem is that I can't do... Like, I just can't afford to do, like, shows where I can't, don't get some sort of guarantee, right? Yeah. Because, like, I have to travel there. I have a set that I need to haul with and me. And you I have shouldn't. A, you, you, know, are, you are too old and your show is too, like, produced to be traveling around the country doing door deals and dive bars. Yeah, no reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. No reason you should be doing that. You know, I mean, it's it's entirely possible that I can do, like, an act or, like, a small set in, like, a side gig in the town that I happen to be in. But sure. that's not the that's goal. Just gravy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, good. Yeah. So that's that's me in a nutshell. So in so a year from now, you're going to be a married dog owner who is playing shows <laughs> on the road. That's that's fuck. Yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. Did that I, all? Did that all just hit you at once? Yeah, that just hit me at once. Yeah. The, the never-ending metamorphosis of Nelson Lugo into a pleasant <laughs> person. <laughs> it just keeps <laughs> chugging along. A far cry from who you were a mere two years ago. Was I that horrible two years ago? I never thought you were horrible. I still hang out with you, but I know that you are a very unpleasant person. Yeah. Damn it. What? That's. I mean. I know. It's. A, I mean, just because I just because I hear it doesn't mean that I, don't, I like it. You know what the most shocking thing is about it? What's that? I, I'm going to tell you this now. Yeah. And I'm only going to tell you this because I just told a bunch of people you've never met this about you. Oh. <laughs> while traveling around and uh-huh. people were asking about you uh-huh. and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Sure. But is, um, is, is seeing this profound shift from, I don't know, let's go more than two years. We'll say like three years ago. Sure. All of your social media posts Oof. were along the lines of just, I don't know. You just like, it would be like, well, it's another terrible day. Y'all ever have an itch on the roof of your mouth that only the barrel of a gun can scratch? It was just all of this freaking bleak, pessimistic, just just like you just given up. And it was just this like, I, I hate literally every person alive on the planet and I'm just counting days until I get to Was it really as recent now. as three years ago? Let's say four. I'll keep adding a year onto it if it adds distance that makes you more comfortable with who you what used oh, to be. Oh, damn. Okay. Truth. I Truth don't know. Time. I really have no understanding of the passage of time, so it could have been. Well, I mean, I'd like to think that after cancer, I started the road to this, whatever this is. Okay, you, you took a lot of detours yeah. on that road. Oh, though. okay. You went That's down. Fair. You That's went down fair. some pretty dark. That's fair. Periods in your yeah, social yeah. media presence. These days, however, oh shit, boss. it's not uncommon for me to like open up like Facebook or Instagram <laughs> and see you just posting like a nice looking photo of you just walking down the street and talking about like. I feel really blessed that I get to make magic. What inspires you? <laughs> like your posts are like these little polls about positive elements in your followers lives <laughs> and it's it's jarring it's 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 not upsetting it's, it's okay quite the opposite it is okay. it is inspiring and is encouraging to see oh, shit. but to see like the name nelson lugo followed by like you just saying like what makes you feel good about life oh my god is 
is surreal and is still that's the only part of this process that i feel like has taken some adjustment of getting used to because that is not that is not who i have known you to be well to to be fair that is also a very new thing for me too you like sense, very new oh i know you are obviously yeah. you have a new i don't want to say lease on life because it's a cliche so just sure. punch in whatever phrase you want right. to use in placement right of but since acquiring that by by i think I'd say like by getting engaged, uh-huh. been like kind of a turning point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, your outlook on life is so much different than it used to be, <laughs> and it's it's great. It's it's great well, to see. Yeah, I think I'm just tired of being upset by everything. It takes a lot of energy. It takes so much energy, and I think like. This is going to sound so fucking cliche and stupid. Oh, good. Uh, But like just doing things that make me happy is just easier. That's not really that cliche. Yeah. Okay, good. Like it just it takes I mean, it's more it's more like I'm lazy. You know what I mean? Like I've just given up any sort of pretense that I'm that I'm some sort of like proactive go getter. I'm just a really lazy procrastinating guy. And it's just simpler and easier for me both like emotionally and physically to just like talk about things that make me feel good. You, that was a really long way of, of, <laughs> of using the phrase, you know, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Yeah. Yeah. You just said that yeah. in, in a longer way. I just did that. In a longer that can way. be the subtitle of your memoir. Oh God. Put that in parentheses after the Nelson Lugo story. There's going to be no have, pictures on the cover of this I book. I may have been hyperbolic text. in things I have said. It takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile than Nelson Lugos does. I'm like exhausted just reading the cover of the book. Yeah, me too. I couldn't, re- I couldn't even get through it without like a volume change. Uh, um, and you know, and, and no small part. Lisa has a large part to play in that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I guess it's like, I mean, I don't believe in like kismet or like uh, uh, fate or any of that crap, but uh-huh. I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to ignore the fact that like I'm marrying a licensed social worker, you know, yeah, who like sees way past my pretense and my bullshit and my surface level stuff and sees everything. And it's hard to hide from her emotionally. And so, it's just it's easier just to be honest and upfront about what I'm thinking about and you know it's yeah it takes less effort yeah yeah that's good that's I guess that's what you needed um you needed <laughs> an audience I needed a 24/7 therapist no, on call all the time you know you know what you also might need this this could have been also a little bit of a curse of of showbiz What's you that? needed an audience, even an audience of one, especially an audience of one that somebody that you care about, yeah. who isn't like isn't paying attention for the sake of hearing you blather hate on hate things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we we both like kind of come to a place in our lives where we have 
created we've leaned in so hard of these like of characters that we play when we're in front of an audience yeah, yeah that yeah. that we have like crafted these expectations out of people who pay attention to what we do people, right people i'm sure people who meet you who know you from the podcast are probably like oh you just hate everything you old crank well yeah. they probably aren't going to think that anymore because your tone has like shifted so much in the past year yeah yeah and uh, drastically yeah yeah um but that's yeah we kind of created these beds that we have to lie in and, and <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and I also uh, feel like to maintain our Abbott and Costello dynamic, as you have <laughs> have st- suddenly started shifting towards like a sunnier outlook on things, I've had to start kind of leaning in on being the curmudgeon in this <laughs> in this relationship because, or maybe maybe I haven't done it for that sake. Maybe no. I've just become even yeah. more cynical and disillusioned that, with everything. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but that's probably more what's happening. Here. I just, now I just freaking hate everything. So, which <laughs> which is giving me this identity crisis because I want to, when I talk to people, I want to be like, oh, you know, Lugo, he's, he's a curmudgeon. That guy's just, he's just cranky. Old man who doesn't like anything. Whereas I am, oh no. <laughs> Shit. I don't know who I am now because I just described me. <laughs> And that's where I am in my life. Isn't that, isn't that great? Yeah. 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 Uh, but I think we're both rubbing off on each other. Both you and I and Lisa and I. Yeah. Uh, because she's always been kind of closeted about her curmudgeonly ways. And she's a bit more vocal about them now. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find to no end delightful. Uh <laughs> I mean, one of my most favorite activities is mm. is commiserating with people that I care about. And when I say commiserating, I 100% am using it as a euphemism for talking shit. Oh, that's oh, I just I just love to talk shit. Um, I would talk so much more shit on this show if I didn't have to use the bleep all the time. But <laughs> you know what? I haven't seen you in a while and I will use it. You know what? Fuck. I think oh, you- seriously? Oh, I just think the fucking garbage oh my god anyway see i got to do it It that came out of nowhere i know but i just wanted to say it because i wanted an excuse to use the bleep this month but it feels good yeah i'm like so addicted to that feeling of talking shit that i just mm. oh my god we're gonna have to talk off mic about that we probably will yeah we should probably take a break then okay let's take a break let's take a break (laughs) and then i'll tell you how i've been hating on the world yay folks we're gonna take a quick break and we will be back in just a moment Uh-huh. Who watch, who watch, who watch? Yo, they passed the Keen Act without my feedback. Structure weed lack, it's all about greenbacks. Tried to beat back the wolves and keep back, but times are changing. It's off the meat rack. I'm on lockdown, but docs on the case. Situation spotty like these dots on my face. Mass is back on, I tend to mind. Cause if we don't step up, the end is now. Technically, I'm night owl too. Don't mix me up with the first one. Right on cue, observe a crime and alert some figures of authority. Cause I've gone quits on the cake game. Midsection's gone thick to my great shame. My gadgets are all dusty, but my conscience still nags pretty bad. You could trust me to get fussy, also to get freaky while we're flying up on high in Archimedes. Who you know? watches the Watchmen? I don't know. Who watches the Watchmen? Man, I don't know. Who watches the Watchmen? 
watchman. I don't know if the police in this town move way too slow. Who watches the watchman? I don't know. Who watches the watchman? Man, I don't know. Who watches the watchman? I don't know, but something's going on and the people want to know. Hollywood want to test me, make me 2D latex like I see my ex taste the batteries. Yeah, women are from Venus on my Mars. Learn the comedian is my father. So guess crime fighting's in my blood. My mom pushed me to this family business Jailbreak, Cree, Rorschach Out of Sing Sing, my existence Makes John save everything Blood running down my face like the button in the street A problematic hero, many would agree Y'all ain't ready for Eddie, have you heard what I did? I went to Vietnam and I murdered some kids Sometimes I'm Thomas Hobbes, sometimes a comedian I was tossed out the window, landed on the median Vigilante justice hunting hippies with a smile We protect them from themselves And we do it with style Who watches the Watchmen? I don't know Who watches the Watchmen? Man, I don't know who watches the Watchmen. I don't know if the police in this town move way too slow. Who watches the Watchmen? I don't know who watches the Watchmen. Man, I don't know who watches the Watchmen. I don't know, but something's going on and the people want to know. It's 1945. Father is a watchmaker. It is 59. Molecular incinerator. John is gone. In three months, I am there again. Doc's a god. They'll say the Superman's American. I am in the past, future. I am on Mars. I am 99 syllables and eight. Bars. The world's smartest man, wealthy by birthright, is no more of a threat to me than is its smartest termite. The smartest man code is winner. World term me bitter. I've been overstimulating before Facebook and Twitter with a wall full of screens. Account full of green and built a hideaway. It's wide out for the plot and the scheme. And got a life named Dubasis. I sign us and retire my peers to cover up the dark matter in my conscience. From time it won't get better. The dawn is turning red and show the world to its demise so it can get itself together. Who watches the Watchmen? I don't know. Who watches the Watchmen? Man, I don't know. Who watches the Watchmen. I don't know if a police in this town move way too slow. Who watches the Watchmen? I don't know. Who watches the Watchmen? Man, I don't know. Who watches the Watchmen? I don't know, but something's going on and the people want to know. Who watches the Watchmen? Did you know that the Epic Piecast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Well, both of these bits of information are all the way true, friends. Swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Gosh, how do I bring us back from that? And we're back from the break. I guess like that. <laughs> That's how we come back from a break when we do not have a guest. Yes. All right, buddy. Okay, so we uh, we spent the first half of this episode catching up on... Um, Lugatron. Lugatron in your future and mm-hmm. uh, 
Uh, Let's talk about Schaefer and his past. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was born in 1974 oh, in a small rural community in southwestern Iowa called Corning in the, the seat of Adams County, Iowa. <laughs> all right. First of all, we got to talk about the two big things that have occurred in your life in the past couple of months. Okay. We got to talk about your Nerdcore tour. Okay. Right? Okay. And well, we and we got to talk about uh, your... Uh, y- your Gainful employment. Okay, well, let's start with the first one. Yeah. Well, you, I... You've talked about this sort of office job that you have, and you've talked about it very vaguely because you didn't want to, like, give away too much, right? Yeah. So, um, you have had a desk job for... 12 years. 12 years. Yep. Doing roughly the same job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Um, and you've always found it to be a soul-sucking sort of miserable existence. That's not entirely true. Uh, I did not always find it to be that. Okay. I used to find it quite pleasant. Oh. So for 12 years, I had a day job on Wall Street. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I worked at a corporate bankruptcy law firm, um, and I always kept the details of that job uh, secret from the people I knew via my rap career. Right. I also always kept the details of my rap career secret from my day job. <laughs> so I put up some boundaries that made yeah. it, I, this job was supposed to be temporary. Yeah. Uh, supposed to be for six months, 12 years ago. And then sure. I ended up staying there. I used to love this job. It used to be great. It paid my rent. Uh, I just went in there. People left me alone. I sat by myself. They gave me work to do. I did my work when I would have free time. I would work on my rap career stuff. And then they would give me time off to go on the road. Yeah. It was a perfect day job for somebody who was an aspiring touring rap artist. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was perfect. Right. It, pay, it paid you a livable wage and demanded uh, very little of you. Well, it, it demanded that I still have a, a honed skill set and that I still completed work on time. But Well, yeah, but like it, you, had, you, you had expectations to meet. Uh-huh. As long as you met those expectations, yeah. you were golden. Yes. Yeah. Well, things change. Of course. <laughs> um, you know, a year and a half ago... They they changed the structure of the, of the people who did my particular job there, and they they um, reduced half of the workforce. Um, they made us work in groups. Um, I used to like work. I was used to be assigned, you know, to provide support to five attorneys. And when you'd have these five attorneys, you would develop a relationship with them, and mm-hmm. you would uh, know the nuances of all their work. Well, they they got rid of half the people who did this job. Then they made us work in teams, and so instead of having like me working for five people they would have me work in a group of four people providing service to 45 attorneys oh wow so it became a lot more well and then there was also with that came this new um a new manager who was really emphasizing uh a focus on customer service okay this was the beginning (laughs) of the end for me oh jeez I used to be I used to be like a cobbler, like an old cobbler, and I would just sit in a little workroom with a little bench and I just they would bring me shoes and I would fix the shoes and I would send them out and then when I was didn't have any shoes to work on, I would write rap lyrics. That was great. And then everything changed and then I was part of this team with this new manager who was had this very insincere sunny disposition about her. And now, all of a sudden, I'm expected to be a, a sales associate in like a high end shoe boutique. Oh, jeez! Is very much what it what what it became. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, this this turned into problems. Um, 
very quickly because I was frequently reprimanded for not smiling enough and not being friendly enough. Wow. They, they really wanted this emphasis on customer service. Jeez. And I did not work in a customer service job for 11 years. Yeah. I, yeah. I was a cobbler of documents. <laughs> <laughs> so things kept getting worse and worse. And I just kept like drawing a line in the sand. I was like, okay, this, this job sucks now. Um, and I'm tired of being reprimanded for completing my work, but not, but not smiling during it. And yeah. I, literally I had, I got called in because I had completed a job, but I did not smile at the associate or as this new person referred to him, uh, the customer, like all of this language just started, it just made me kind of sick to my stomach sure, because sure. this again is not where I worked. Yeah. So this job had previously had annual performance evaluations. Uh, we would get annual raises. Uh, we would get an annual bonus. Once this new regime took over, they took away performance reviews. They took away raises and they took the uh, annual bonus and made it uh, merit based. Oof. So I kept drawing the line. I was like, you know, as long as I get that bonus, everything will be fine. It won't be fine, but it'll be acceptable. Right. We also changed locations. We'd been on Wall Street for all these years and decades before I worked there. And we moved to a new location at Hudson Yards, which is a neighborhood being developed on the on the west side of Manhattan. <laughs> and um, we got there and it was this shiny new like Ikea looking building, meaning sure. that it looked really pretty. But like within three weeks, there were cracks showing everywhere. Yeah. Like, it was just falling apart yeah. like, from the get go. Um, and eventually, after two years of not having a performance valuation, I had one. And... Um, what had happened in the, in the past is, you know, five attorneys would fill out this evaluation form and they'd give me scores based on various, you know, areas of my work and then provide comments. You have a relationship with these people. They're more apt to turn that in. Yeah. When I work for 45 people and they're all just basically customers where I'm now a document barista, they don't <laughs> give a shit about these. Of 45 of them, six turned in evaluations for me. Six. Okay. Five of them didn't leave comments. They just gave me excellent scores across the board. One gave me middling scores across the board and left one comment, which, as this has turned into this kind of customer service position, very much read like a negative Yelp review. Oh. And used language like, well, when this when this guy takes my order, he's never very friendly. And first of all, like, the language of taking your order is not something that had ever been a part of my job. Right. So I had my first performance evaluation in two years, and I was like, well, at least today I'm going to go get that bonus. Yeah, yeah. And these... Six people, the, the five people that gave me excellent scores, we didn't talk about that. We talked about this one negative comment. Oh, Jesus. The only comment that anybody could have been bothered to give me. And um, because it was just so upsetting to my new manager, so upsetting that my customer service skills were not up to snuff to satisfy this one 22-year-old who still lives with his parents, yet <laughs> is like a high-powered <laughs> corporate lawyer. Uh, it was so upsetting that I was told I would not be given that bonus Jesus. the only incentive and reward that was left from this the 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 shadow of what this job i had had for over a decade was the only incentive that was left was then taken away and that was the final line in the sand yeah so uh i fucking quit that job yeah yeah you did. um yeah i you quit right before the nut court tour yeah i waited uh, a month and a half so that i would i would be leaving <laughs> Days before I left on the third annual installment of the Mount Nerd Core Tour with mm -hmm. Front a Lot Lars and Mega Ran. Um, and uh, I walked away and I, I left very pleasantly. I, I 
said to my supervisor, I was, you know, I use language like, I'm just going to go try to do new things. Uh, I'm not leaving. I, you know, she'd asked me why I was leaving. And I said, I, I'm just, you know, I feel like it's, I'm at a point in my life where I'm, I'm just young enough. I can do something impulsive or I'm just old enough that like, I won't do this next year. And I just want to. Really? You gave her the soft sell? I gave her the soft sell oh. because I knew that after 12 years, I was definitely going to be having an exit interview with HR. Oh, dear. And for which I scripted a manifesto. Did you really? I wrote probably the proudest piece of writing I have ever constructed in my life. And that includes my entire catalog of music. I chopped my manager and the new regime up into little pieces and threw them all under the bus. I threw them under a fleet of buses and I went in and said, hey, here's the problem and here's why morale is at an all-time low at your company. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes this job. Nobody trusts the new manager. Nobody likes this new direction. Everybody is upset with you for not intervening and treating the people who work here with any amount of respect or care and just letting her just run rampant across all these people while you look the other way. Mm. And... um. Yeah, my 30-minute exit interview was about 90 minutes long. Holy shit. Yeah, I just dished and dished and dished until I was blue in the face. And then wow. I walked away feeling incredibly satisfied with that. Yeah, because you, you've you been there so long, you would know where all the bodies are. Oh, yeah. You know where all the secrets are. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I threw kind of a bunch of people under the bus in that Dear interview. God. None of which were the lawyers. The lawyers, for the most part, were always very good to me. Mm. People I worked with um, were a, just a a nest of vampires mm. and um i you know i shone a little light on that nest of vampires on my way out the door do you think do you think any anything will change as a result uh i have remained in contact with a couple of peers from that job oh. and i have heard that i got a text while on the road that three people who did my job put in their notices after i left holy shit but yeah it was kind of nerve-wracking um obviously i haven't quit doing anything that I did for 12 years, like before. Yeah, 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 Jesus. So. How do you feel? Are you okay? I feel great. Seriously? Um, like yeah. it, like it's not a complicated kind of thing? Or? No, it is. And there's there's times, like I have moments of like, these kind of isolated moments of panic. Sure. Where I'm like, what have I done? Yeah. I, oh, I'd be worried if you didn't. Yeah. I had this salary. I had these, this, these health benefits. I had all of these things that I had like, you know, built up for years and now that's just gone. Um, but I also, you know, when I was like making the decision, when I was like laboring over what I was going to do, if I was going to stay there, if I was going to like, just keep putting up with more of it, it was, I think it was the final moment when I realized to myself, like, I can definitely keep coming back to this job. I, they have, they have thrown me so many shitty curveballs, and I've kept coming back and kept mm-hmm. coming back. And mm-hmm. I finally got to a point where it was like, I am now past the threshold where I can definitely keep coming back to this job. But I can no longer do it with any shred of dignity. Right. There's no re- there's no justifying it anymore. No. There is no. no way I can go there and not just absolutely hate myself. Yeah. And that is what helps me sleep at night now. Good. Because when I start thinking like, oh, maybe I should have just stuck it out a little bit more. I imagine these conversations I had to have with the... Um, what do they call it? What's the leader of a nest of vampires? The supreme? Or is that just language they use for witches? That's just the language. Okay. Well, whatever. The head vampire. The um, vampire. When I try to imagine going to work and, and, and feigning pleasantness sure. for her benefit, um, that makes me sicker to my stomach than imagining not going back to my job. And that's what I do to remind myself that I made a good decision and that I feel like I have 
some dignity. Mm. Yeah. I, I planned it so that I left right before this tour, which yeah. was very advantageous. Uh, yeah, and it was it was successful by every possible meaning of the term. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, lots, lots of good, lots of good crowds. Yes. Lots of good merch sales. Yeah, excellent. Awesome. It was, it was very. It was also very inspiring to talk. You know, to get a lot of like time talking to my peers about how they like you know keep themselves afloat doing yeah, yeah. this full time. Yeah, it was also more than anything. It was it was inspiring to like cut this cord and then throw myself into you know three weeks on the road doing a thing that you know actually inspires me and yeah. makes me feel good about myself oh absolutely yeah yeah yeah. so that, that, that i didn't prob- have i didn't have a time to really mourn the job i had to get on the road yeah um, oh man that's such, i mean yeah that's very lucky yeah mm-hmm. um so now i've realized uh there are a number of ways number of various things i can do to um support myself with just my rap act mm-hmm. and if any of those like if they don't start bearing fruit immediately, I've got a huge chunk of savings that I'm mm-hmm. sitting on to mm-hmm. support myself. And if all else fails, if all of this goes belly up, if I if I cannot sustain myself doing this, there is no shortage of the job that I just left. Yeah. All over Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a whole bunch of other law firms where I don't work for the supreme vampire that I just left. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh and those are the things that I just kind of keep reminding myself to, you know, stave off any kind of panic mode and the, oh, the panic mode is only like instinctual because i'm like yeah. i stopped doing a thing that i did every day for 12 years right i've been home for tour for a week and it's still weird that every day that a i don't have to drive six hours and then carry 500 pounds of t-shirts up <laughs> up some rickety stairs but it's also weird that i don't have to get on a train and go uh, pretend to be happy while i sit in an office all right long. right um so so far i am not sweating it so far good. it's it feels really good and, well, and yeah, liberating and it, inspiring it, there is a difference in you. There's a there's a there's a certainly a lightness it, to you. Like there's a it, it you look good. You thank know what I'm saying? You. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah. I feel I mean, I feel good. I'm sure this is much more pleasant for my partner who had to hear me <laughs> for the last year and a half, like every day come home and just talk crap. Of me just like just being vacant behind my eyes and having to sit in a quiet room by myself for two hours before I can even like pretend to be a person again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to hear me not describe every day as being literally worse than the day before it, which is <laughs> where it got for like the last half of the year. Oh, God. And now I, yeah, I feel pretty good. I've, uh, I've kept myself busy of this first week of this, Mm-hmm. of this new reality and um yeah i'm just gonna go looking for other opportunities more gigs more tours more ways to squeeze money i now have no choice i have to be i held off for so many years but now it's the law among my peers What's i have to, i have to start a patreon Oof. yeah <laughs> i have there you to go. It's, it's it's literally the law as a person who has a consumable product that i can sell <laughs> I have to start a Patreon because... Because people will pirate your shit. Well, no, people will, you know, pay me for exclusives to create that actual consumable product. That's so, so weird. So, yeah, so... Um, and also, I I always held off doing a Patreon because I'm like, I... It, I, I right, I, you had a job. You didn't need it. I Well, also, I work slowly. And I having deadlines to meet where I like I have to get a song done because people are paying me money to, every month it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a thing that I could do. I didn't also didn't have the time because I would come home from work for years. I would come home from work and could just start recording. Yeah. Yay! I left that part of my day behind. Now it's time to do this part, but I couldn't do that anymore because I would come home and I would still just be seething with rage and <laughs> self hatred oh, and embarrassment. 
And it would take me forever to get into the mode of, of shouting dirty nursery rhymes into a microphone. Now yeah. I've got time yeah, that I, I know can that like, kind of commit to my craft. And so, so just keep your eyes on my social media because pretty soon I'm going to be begging you to subscribe to me making dumbass songs for you monthly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And the best part about it was, I think I, I think I timed it correctly. And going on tour with those guys right afterward was a great idea. Because uh, the Mountain Nerdcore Tour is always the best tour that I've done. The first time we yeah. did it in fall 2017, that yeah. was the best tour I'd done. The one in 2018 was better than the one before. And the one we just ended in spring was better than the two before. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Good turnouts? Great turnouts. I mean, there's always like maybe one show that's like doesn't have a great turnout. But unlike other, some other tours I've done, they aren't disasters. Like oh. they're just not as good by comparison. Right, 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 right. But we had some crazy turnouts in places I didn't expect. I didn't expect Fargo to be such a lit show. And Fargo Damn. was Fargo was sick. Thanks, Fargo. Thanks. Thank you, Fargo. Thank you, Columbus and Chicago for always being consistently, predictably amazing. Nice. Also Orlando. I mean, they were all. They where, were, where, what was the what was the the dud city by by uh, relative? What was the relatively dud city? I gotta say, it was Birmingham, Alabama. Fucking step it up, Birmingham. Well, well let's be cool. The people who came to the show in Birmingham <laughs> yeah. were awesome. Oh, good. And the good, show good, was good. a lot of fun. It just by comparison, yeah, only because it was a show on that tour and where every other show had been so sensational. Yeah, it just like kind of stood out as being different than the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a letdown. But okay, Birmingham, you're off the hook on this one. You're off the hook, Birmingham. You were really nice. Um, it was kind of strange. We, you know, a number of these shows on on these tours are all ages. Ah, uh-huh. um, which is a, a, a tricky when you're the opening act. <laughs> yeah. And you set the tone for the show. Doing the material that you do. And your name is me. (laughs) And you have to do your your dirty, angry, sweary material. I have to make a few selections. It's it's, it's difficult, like the songs that I can and cannot do. I feel like my song, I Hate People, isn't probably totally appropriate for an all-ages show. Mm -hmm. Yet I've somehow managed to navigate justifying putting do sex into these shows. (laughs) Because there aren't any swear words. In There's that. zero swear words in that. But it's really dirty. It's a dirty song. Um, so it, it, that really came into sharp focus in Birmingham, Alabama, where we had we're playing this huge room, and there weren't a lot of people there. Uh-huh. And they were. So what? How, did, how much could the room hold, and how many like showed up? Oh God, um, that room was big. That room could have probably held like it's a huge space. Could have held like four or five hundred. Okay. Um, I, I I don't know twenty five. <laughs> <gasps> Damn. <laughs> yeah, but hold on. So they kind of sat like they kept their distance and they kind of sat around yeah, the yeah, periphery yeah. of the room. Now it was all ages, so some people had brought like their the children to the show. Oh jeez. And they had some children who were like just running around on the dance floor and they were like oh, dear they God. had like glow sticks and they were just loving like there was music and they were kids and they were having fun. So that means that front a lot captured a video of me performing. Uh- me performing do sex in a room full of kids is is okay because I have this sort of intro where I like set it up for the parents. Yeah. They like just, and I do some lyrical changes and I make it more consumable for a family. Oh my God. Uh, in this case, the room was like, the people were sitting in the periphery. The center of the dance floor was a bunch of like very energetic dancing children. Uh, which oh meant that it was very easy for front a lot to capture a video that cropped out any adults in the room. It's just me. And a group of dancing children, while I perform, I'm going to do sex to everybody in this room. 
That happened. Uh, oh my god, I need to see this video. I'll show it to you. It's uh, <laughs> it's really something. <laughs> that's oh, that's too much. That was a thing that absolutely happened in reality. <laughs> um, it, it, it was still that was it was still fun that that, that, that happened. Okay. It was great. It was a great. Yeah. It was a great tour. Um, I and already anybody anybody ask where's Lugo? Everybody asked, where's Lugo? <sighs> Fuck. So many people know who you are, and so many people. Somebody in like every. Was there, was there a sign? I know. I know there was one. At least one. There wasn't. There were no signs that said, uh, uh, "Where's Lugo?" Oh. Um, but uh, a couple of people were disappointed when I have like my merch displays up and I'm selling these little dollar pinback buttons that I sell. Yeah. Somebody were, and there's a Lugotron one. Yeah. Well, there was, but I didn't. I like filled up my tub with all of the ones of mine that I could sell. Oh. More than one person came up and they're like, "You don't have Lugo buttons?" Because <laughs> they saw them online. Oh, yeah. So yeah, people asked about you. People asked about the podcast. Um, on as much as it's hard for either of us to accept this, there are people listening. Seriously? Yeah. It's who weird. are these people? I don't know. They're people. Schaefer. They're people Schaefer. who find us somehow interesting. Schaefer, what? <laughs> what is wrong with them? I have questionable taste in audio entertainment. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, so do we. If we're if we're speaking specifically, um, well, I'm really glad. I'm really glad you had a good time. It was great. Yeah. So thank yeah. you to everybody for coming out and uh, and be on the lookout for his Patreon page. Yeah. Thank you for coming to our shows. Thank you in advance for supporting my Patreon, <laughs> so that I don't have to go back to my day job. Ah <laughs> uh, shit. I got a couple of songs in the pipeline ready to go already. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, they're not finished. I shouldn't say they're in the pipeline if they're not finished. Well, they're, 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 well, they're in the pipeline. They're not like in the can. Uh, they're not in the, there's not one in the chamber. Do you got more? Do we, <laughs> do we have more? No, that's all I got. These metaphors? That's all I no. got. All right. Uh, well, awesome. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, you know what I didn't, I did not. Since we skipped April, yeah, um, I never got to dish on my incredible experience I had attending WrestleMania. Oh my God, that's right! Can I can I talk about that briefly? Because it's old news yes, at this point. It's if old news. If you're a wrestling fan, it's just ancient news. Do we do Do we do the jingle? No, no jingle. No, damn it! I want to make this more conversational than me catching up. There's no okay. sense in me catching up the events of WrestleMania that are already like two months old. Sure. Um, when <laughs> give me the highlights. WWE has already thrown all of those storylines out the window, ah. so nothing really matters. Okay. Nothing has any value. Then give me give me the bullet points. I went to WrestleMania 35 yes, in New Jersey. Yeah, you went to all the manias. I went to all of WrestleMania. Yeah, I it was. Um, I went with our our friends Sean Holloway. Shout out to Sean Vince Vandal. Shout out to Vince Bunny Buxom. Shout out to Bunny. Uh, and I wasn't invited. You were not because you are not a wrestling fan. Let me let me pose this. Okay. Am I not a wrestling fan because I don't go to shows or do I not go to shows because I'm a wrestling fan? Whoa. This is like some modern yeah. philosophy like first day of class That's right. question that the teacher Give a posed. man give a man a WrestleMania, he'll only appreciate it for the day. Teach a man a WrestleMania, and he'll WrestleMania for life. Wow, that's 
God, that was a mess. Um, you know, the WrestleMania is like an eight-hour show. It's deep in Jersey that had no public transportation waiting for us at the end. Are you serious? Oh, there was a huge mess. I mean, there was public transportation, but they were not prepared. They were not prepared. No, New Jersey Transit stops running at midnight. The show went to like 1 a.m. Jesus. So they were just like, we don't have trains. What do you want? We don't have trains. 80,000 people left MetLife Stadium standing outside exactly when it began to rain and we had to listen to like mta people or or not mta i guess new jersey transit people say like i don't know what you want us to do we don't have trains fuck eventually trains came and then it was like eighty thousand people eighty eighty thousand people attended wrestlemania this year jesus um and we had freaking camera facing floor seats i know i know i remember you bragging about it. so if you are a wrestlemania (laughs) fan and uh you have the wwe network and you want to go back and watch it um yeah my my whole crew and myself are visible on camera for most of the event did you did you hold up the signs from tasselmania absolutely did yeah tasselmania 3 happened that weekend okay so my wrestlemania weekend was oh my god it was friday Uh uh-huh uh, during the day, we attended WWE Access, sure, which is like a meet and greet thing, where right? You, like a, like a convention, kind of like a convention, like, like a signing vendors, kind of and you can meet superstars. And I got to get my picture taken with Bailey and Sasha Banks. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, Friday night, NXT Takeover at Barclays. It's <laughs> nice. NXT's pay per view. That was some of the best performance of the entire weekend. Wow, by far. it was. Uh, Amazing. Astounding work, huh? Astounding. Saturday was the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which we did not attend because that was the night of Tasselmania Three, the sure. wrestling burlesque hybrid that Bunny Buxman and I produce. Sunday, WrestleMania 35! 35? Yeah, getting home at like Jesus. 5 in the morning from that because of the, the train snafus. It was exhausting. Yeah, the, no, I, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, just to make it even feel a little bit more dangerous. Like, if you get those floor seats mm-hmm. at a big event like that, they make these, like, little custom collectible commemorative chairs for it. Oh, like so, folding chairs? Yeah. Oh, shit. With, like, silk-screened images and stuff oh, on Oh, sweet. It. Are, they, so, are they cushioned? Yeah. So oh, I nice. literally got to take the seats that we sat in. Home with But it also adds to the danger at the end of the night when 80,000 people can't get a train and they're standing in the rain that, like, a few hundred of us are holding chairs. <laughs> Like, that shit could have gone Fight Club real fast, and somehow it did not. Okay. Somehow we managed to preserve our humanity. <laughs> New Jersey just was not prepared No, at no, all. absolutely not. And they released statements, like New Jersey Transit released statements the following week being, uh-huh. well, it's WWE's fault. The show went too late. To which point, WWE, I think, fairly said... Fuck you. You've had the Super Bowl there before. And you know that you cannot plan on the end time of sporting events. Yeah. Even if they're sports entertainment events. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so after I thought that I wasn't, I wasn't going to have the fuel in me to see more wrestling after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But oh, no. We actually also had uh, tickets to the Monday Night Raw after Holy WrestleMania. Shit. As well as to the Tuesday SmackDown Live. God damn. That's a lot of wrestling. It was a lot of wrestling. And I I was psyched for every minute of it. Yeah. I really thought, even when it comes to things I like, I don't like the things I like that much. Yeah. yeah Not yeah, enough yeah. to see them to see Multiple that much times. It. And... it was amazing. Oh, good. It was freaking amazing. Oh, good. So I'm glad. Shout okay, out to my WrestleMania weekend crew. We, we saw the shit out of some shit. <laughs> Fuck. It was insane. <laughs> um, and now... As, you know, we're talking about fandom briefly, and I just want to say that, like, being a wrestling fan, 
in 2019 is kind of like being a fan of any of of any sort of franchise and that like being a fan of it means that large part of your fandom is hinged on hating it publicly. <laughs> like being being a wrestling fan is like being a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Like you yeah, yeah. you bitched about the prequels, yeah. you bitched about Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, you just pooped your pants over the last Jedi. Sure. But you still keep consuming that product. Oh yeah. You're you still going to go you were so mad about the last Jedi, but you're definitely going to go see the Rise of Skywalker this December and you're probably going <laughs> to have angry thoughts about it online i read 500 of my social media followers just turn themselves inside out with how disappointed they were with the finale of game of thrones but they still you were unhappy a long ways before that finale (laughs) and you kept going being a wrestling fan is not any especially being a fan of wwe's product because Com- it's not easy. They the, don't make it easy. The company is run by uh, just a hateful conservative psychopath. Sure. And um, the writing is, is fucking atrocious these days. And they are just kind of constantly insulting their audience by, you know, they give you a little bit. They're like, this this guy that everybody likes, this black man who's been in the company for yeah. 11 years, he's going to get a title shot at WrestleMania. <gasps> and everybody's like, okay, so what's the catch? Something's wrong with this. Oh, no, there's no catch. He's even going to win. But then you're going to watch them like just kind of shit on that storyline every week following mm. him winning that title. And that's that's a lot of what being a WWE fan is like. And so now um, the WWE is in trouble because their first legitimate competitor for like mainstream wrestling fandom is like starting to take root and uh, threatening their dynasty. Uh. AEW is a new company that has sprung up that has secured a television deal on TNT for the fall. What was it? What was the competitor back in like uh, in the nineties? Yeah. Mid nineties. That was WCW. And what what network was that on? That might have been TNT. It might have okay. been Ted Turner's thing. Yeah, yeah. And they posed a serious threat by it being the only other show that had like a live weekly, yeah, televised wrestling show. And um, they hurt WWE. They challenged WWE, and eventually WWE bought them up. <laughs> so they wouldn't be a competitor anymore. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can't be, you can't beat them buy them. But WWE's ratings on their weekly shows are just plummeting, um, and they're about to launch a new show this a, a new weekly show this fall. They're going to lose one of their USA shows, and one of their shows is going to move to Fox. Oh dear. Yeah, Fox. Whereas this new show, uh, this new company who seems to be treating their performers well, seems to. Um, like create entertainment that is pleasing to wrestling fans and not just whatever whim that the racist grandpa who runs the show is. <laughs> um, they are like scooping up all of this like incredible talent that has become disillusioned with the big company. And, yeah. and yeah, now yeah. they're, they're putting on shows that are, feel like more inclusive. Um, and now they're about, they're poised to become a, television competitor at the same time that WWE shifts gears. This is the first real threat to this company and as somebody who loves this company still I, I'm i almost giddy. I want to watch it burn. I, I, Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They should have pushed the old man out of the position of boss a long time ago and let his kids take over because they know what the fans want. And the fans don't want to watch the old man wear a MAGA hat and yeah that motherfucker definitely wears a MAGA hat of course he does yeah anyway well I'm sorry for what 
Well, you like a thing, and, and the thing is making it hard for you to like them. I, but I'm getting a new thing from the thing. Oh, okay. So and ideally... And have you I, seen the new thing? Um, I haven't. I know a lot of the talent that's gone over there. I've got a uh, their most recent... Um, uh, their most recent pay-per-view event uh-huh. on, uh, like, just queued up and ready to watch. Oh. Probably going to watch it tonight. Sweet. I'm excited for it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm also, I like the idea of of possibly this new competitor um, creating competition where the where the, the old guard has to, like, struggle to, like, keep up and be relevant because it'll probably improve their product. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically, yes. But that's not the case because... <laughs> Star Trek has has done so many very progressive things over time, and Star Wars has been like, nah. Uh, so I'm expecting to see just some some of that. You know, as a, as a side note, I know we don't really talk about pop culture stuff as much anymore. Sure. Um, but I watched the new Star Trek season two, Star Trek Discovery season two. Uh-huh fucking love it is it good it's so good i have not seen that but star trek season one star trek discovery season one was just a revelation huh it was just beautiful to watch and then star trek season two star trek discovery season two just so goddamn good and now cbs um is doing like hardcore like uh uh star trek series like there's gonna be a a Star Trek Enterprise with Captain Pike uh, spinoff, and oh. and there's also got like and there's also going to be a series starring Captain Picard. He's coming back, right? I've so like seen I am, that. if if Star Trek Discovery season one or two is any indication that of the kind of quality of Star Trek they're going to be producing, mm-hmm. I am all for it. Wow, seriously, I am. I, I became <sighs> I became a little disillusioned with Star Trek, but man, let me tell you, this is. It's it's modern, it's progressive, it's intelligent, it's got all the fucking sci-fi you could possibly want and more. It it doesn't shit the bed on the older stuff, but it opens the doors for new stuff. That's and it's amazing. That's kind of what you that's kind of like the dream scenario that people always Yeah. Well, if you are a, a forward thinking person, that's the thing you always want for your franchises. But if you are the loudest crybaby on the internet, yeah. it's not what you want because no. you're like, I wanted what the old stuff. Yes. I wanted four white male protagonists. <laughs> and why are you changing things? Are you just play, casting diversity for the sake of the burgundy? <laughs> and that's my review of The Last Jedi, said Reddit user <laughs> Nate Douchebag. <laughs> You know, there's a lot new. There's a lot more Star Wars material coming too. I know. Obviously, I know. Episode nine is coming this fall. Yeah. There's also two live action series coming. Were you aware of this live action series? There's two live action Star Wars series in development. Wait for TV? Yeah. Episodic? Yeah. (gasps) One of them is being created by um, John Favreau. Okay. uh, Called The Mandalorian. Okay, so it's it's following. The, the Boba Fett's or just that that people or the the, the the people who made the armor popular I don't think okay. Boba Fett's I'm, he may be a character I don't know it feels kind of like like years ago there was a there was a Star Wars game in development yeah that was supposed to like kind of look at the like the underbelly oh yeah series like, like, like criminal sector area 213 something, or something like, like that. the 1313 yeah, yeah. or something yeah 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 it feels kind of like that in that like it's going to be looking at the kind of like the criminals and the, the that, mafia and the bounty hunters and stuff. That tech demo is what I think ultimately became 
um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, really? Yeah. They just took like all the assets. Yeah. Put yeah, new yeah, clothes yeah. on them. Basically. Um, so that's one series that's in development. And then there's also a live action series starring uh, Cassian, who was Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. Oh. Like a little backstory of him going on adventures, being a roguishly handsome sure. ne'er-do-well. Yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah. And I'm sure both of them will they will not lean as heavily into having progressive values as any of these Star Trek series because that has always been the case. Yeah. Star Trek, I mean, you're saying like, oh, it's modern, it's progressive. It's always been modern and progressive. It's, that is true. That is very true. That's yes, one, yes. Of the, one of its, one of the like trademarks it, it, of well, the Star one Trek. Of the, one, of the, one of the pitfalls of Star Trek is like holding too hard to the past. Mm-hmm. And I think in the new Star Trek Discovery, they've really learned how to honor what came before okay. but aggressively move in a new direction that's good yeah well that's good good for them yeah uh, maybe i'll watch these things i think you, i think you might get a kick out of them. i probably should i love the lead of discovery because i she was on yeah. walking dead first yeah 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 and i thought that she was great when i i remember seeing the first trailer, she's my fucking so favorite i, I, I will watch her do anything you know i don't watch it because i don't really i feel like i don't have time to watch anything and i never do all i watch is wrestling <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really like. Oh, or yeah. Oh, I was about to say I watched something else. No, I watched a six-episode Viceland series about wrestling. Oh, jeez. Called Dark Side of the Ring, which I strongly recommend you. What watch. is wrong with you? It's excellent. I believe you, but it's like it covers all this like this dark shit, like the Montreal screw job and the death of Bruiser yeah. Brody. Yeah, but and you fabulous knew. moolah. I get it, but you knew all this. No, I didn't. Oh, really? I didn't know shit about the death of Bruiser Brody. Okay. Or the Von Erichs? Okay. They're all dead! Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did watch the Jamie Oliver section on the the horrors of the WWE. No. John Oliver. John Oliver. Oh, Thank that you. segment? Yeah, that was excellent. God, I loved it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it's... Um... It's a it's really a terrible product to spend your time and money investing into, and yeah. it keeps pulling me back. And I'm probably I'll probably watch wrestling tonight. Of course you will. God damn it! Of course you will. Or you can watch Star Trek Discovery. I'll, maybe I'll flip a coin later, and that's all. Okay. I'll make that decision. Fair enough. Fair um. Enough. Anyway, look, we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Let's. Uh, you want to do some plugs? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to plug, but I do want to mention this. And this is an exclusive to the Epic Podcast, a scoop, if you will. Whoa. Nerdy Show has a episodic sort of like role-playing serial. It's the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. And it's based off of the Call of Cthulhu RPG, where sort of like normal, everyday human beings like an ex-cop or, you know, like a musician or a librarian, they have to solve a mystery where there are sort of like elder gods and demons and otherworldly horrors and they go mad and they did season one kind of like as a sort of like a bid on microsode mm-hmm. and so they didn't really have any intention of doing it again but they had such positive response that they did a season two which it was quite wonderful i enjoyed season two quite a bit and season three has already been recorded and in the canon is now in post-production. Um, and I have been cast for season four. What? Of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. How about that? Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're they're doing a bit of a departure. They're moving it away from. I don't. I, this isn't particularly spoilery, so I'm not really because it's all hasn't been recorded yet, so I don't even know what the fuck the story's about. But the story is coming away from Arkham, Massachusetts, and it's actually moving to New York. Oh. And the character that I play is sort of like the foothold into that story arc. Right. Okay. The reason why they're coming into New York is to come to see me, basically. Okay. And I'm really, really excited. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and uh, I double checked with Cap to see if it was okay to talk about this, and and Cap said absolutely. Okay. So let me see what it is I can, I'm allowed to talk about. It involves the return of two characters from the prior series, and that is Flamon's Jared Pope is joining for the first time as well. And I think you know, particularly the show Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is really considering season four to be a big deal because it's the first time they're moving away from like the established location of Arkham that is like the center of the Lovecraftian universe. Right, right, right. And so I'm excited. I'm flying down uh, this weekend. Oh, you can't do it remotely. No, no, You gotta be in person. I gotta be in the room rolling them bones, baby. And so I'm gonna give you a a sneak peek. I'm uh, playing character who lives in what was known at the time as Italian Harlem which is now known as Spanish Harlem. And um, I am a character who is not necessarily the most honest. Oh, And I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, you're so good at yeah. leaving him with a little bit of intrigue. Yeah, yeah. I want to know more about this. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That sounds awesome. Yeah, no, I'm excited and honored to be a part of it. Well, now I'm going to have to listen to it. <laughs> and it's not like I haven't listened to it before because I have any aversion to it. I right, just right. like... I just, it's hard for me to stay on top of things. No, I know. There's so much to listen to, so much to read, so much to watch. It's, you know, I get it. Believe it's me. too much. I get it. It's, it's not much so stuff. much. It's too much. It's too much. I get it. All right. uh, but listen to it. It should be good. Okay. No. I only have two things to plug. Oh, good. Great. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Do it. On Saturday, June 8th, I will be performing at Drum in New York City for the HushCon East After Party. This is my third or fourth year doing the the HushCon party. Nice. Which is a, a hacker convention um, that has, that I think, most frequently takes place on the West Coast, but they, they have a, a New York-based edition every summer. Yes, they do. And uh, this party uh, is, boy, it, what a great uh, concert of nerdcore hip-hop it is. I'll be performing with Word Burglar... Michael Kill, nice. Lex the Lexicon artist, and Dual Core. Nice. Featuring Fuzzy Knop. Um, I have been both an attendee and on stage, and mm-hmm. I concur. It is an absolute joy of a show to be a part of. If that's what if, if that's a thing you're into, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you like good things. I guess. Um, and then the following Saturday, Saturday, June 15th, I will be uh, hosting the Pink Rooms uh third annual mr twin peaks pageant at joe's pub in new york city uh, nice they've been doing the miss twin peaks pageant for like 10 years now but this will be the the third ever mr twin peaks pageant which oh. means everybody will be paying tribute to their favorite male characters and i believe since this is father's day weekend they are going to focus specifically on fathers in the Twin Peaks universe. And if you are a fan of Twin Peaks, you know <laughs> that you know that that's going to be basically a rogues gallery of terrible people. <laughs> All right. There is nobody good in the Twin Peaks universe, awesome. especially no fathers. Yeah. No, uh, and that's no. it. And then um, also, yeah, once again, because I'm, I'm not going to ever stop plugging this. Keep your eyes peeled for my Patreon, which will be coming uh, right around the first of the month. Okay. 
Let me know. Let me know what I can do to help you with that. Yeah, I if will. You wanna, if you want to do another hour of one song concert thing. Yeah, I might have to. Exclusive might, to yeah, the Patreons. I might. I might. That that seemed to be a thing that people really liked. Uh, they did. Um, <laughs> that video is available now on a USB that I sell. Oh, sweet. I show. It's, it's got a whole collection of all of my digital only releases, but uh-huh. among them is the full uncut one hour video. <laughs> it's actually like an hour 15 of House Tickle Pfeiffer from last December. Nice. Which I've never watched. No. Why yeah. should you? I tried. I watched it. I'm done. It was horrifying awesome i mean talk about cthulhu horrors you just were yeah talking that's true about them i stared into the abyss that is house take a fifa and it stared back i think we're done yes this has been the epic podcast episode 67 i have been your host nelson lugo i have been your other host shape of the dark lord be safe internets bye Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you you don't play RPGs at all, do you? No. Okay, but you know what they are. Oh, you look. My issue with RPGs is that most games are RPGs now. <laughs> Everything has so much customizable leveling up collectible uh-huh. nonsense that uh-huh. I say I don't play RPGs, but like even shooters have are like loaded now with RPG elements. Okay. Why are you asking me this? Well, I mean, you're gonna I'm... you're gonna try to get me to play an RPG, and I'm gonna tell you I don't have time. Probably no. That's not what I was gonna do. I was actually just gonna do like a like a little like a little thought exercise. So okay. like in this Call of Cthulhu mystery program, I'm actually gonna be playing uh, a con man. Okay. Um, because I I happen to know 1920s New York quite a bit, and I know the lingo, and I know like a lot of the slang and a lot of the <laughs> stuff. So I know that. Yeah. So I'm kind of like I'm I'm already steeped in that world, so it's kind of an easy character for me to play. Okay. It's not that big of a stretch, you know. So I was just kind of wondering, like, if you were like. A real person in the world who was faced with the possibility of having to, like, investigate an eldritch horror okay. kind of murder mystery, like, what kind of a character would you play? Would you, would you stick with musician because that's the world you know, or would you go completely outside? I, I would go outside because I think, like, I, I think that part of the fun of playing a, a role-playing game is playing a role. Would you still be a dark lord? Yes, I would, but I would give it a new meaning and not just meaning like. Would you I, be a like cultist? I, would you want to? Would you want like Cthulhu to awaken and end the world? No. Oh, okay, that's boring. No, I would want to be the one who is in charge of ending the world. <laughs> Twist. I would like to be a a contemporary, a competitor, if you will, for <laughs> Cthulhu. I'd like to eliminate Cthulhu's stranglehold. Uh huh on all of these simple-minded sure. lemmings so that I may take control of them oh. and that I could be the new, the new Supreme. Season five pitch. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 